Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Are you serious? Yeah, so this is How to Kill It Now. My name is Marcus Bronzy, and I'm jumping straight into it today. Thank you in advance for killing some time with us. I'm joined by Mr. Midas, our JRPG specialist. Is it? <laughs> Mr. Midas in the building, the specialist, you know. But today we're not even talking about JRPGs. Nah, nah, not at all. We're talking about a game that has probably caused so much yeah he's, if you're looking at the video he's so on brand a game that's caused so much conversation over the last few weeks with regards to uh, so many reasons which I think we're going to dig into storyline what it means for the future of gaming timing cast diversity everything and that's the last of us too but before we jump into this Midas I want to say to the audience there will be spoilers I spoke we spoke before we press record to do a spoiler free conversation about this would be very hard wouldn't it yeah i just think it 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 would just be very it would be kind of minimal and you're not really able to talk about the full experience and i think the game's been out long enough now for it's time for to be able to really talk about the full experience yeah yeah 100 percent. and so you know and and i still think that after we talk about if you still haven't played the last of us 2 or even the last of us you still have plenty of reason to get into these games because the way they grab you is amazing. I mean, should we talk about the, the Last of Us? Should we talk about that first? Because it's really good because that helps us to kind of frame up the second game. Yeah, of course. So The Last of Us for me is in my top five games ever, like wow. ever in existence. Um, and I feel like The Last of Us changed video games in a way where um, Naughty Dog are so great at narrative and they basically allowed the world to see you can make a game that is specifically for adults, that is so narrative-driven, and it was sell. Yeah, 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 it is. Because... Go No, I was just going to say, yeah, no, 100% agree with you. It's 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 the narrative in the... The the work they put into the narrative of this is... Well, if you're going to compare it to things, movie-like, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And I also feel like they change... They even change Sony, all of their, like, first-party games, like... The new God of War wouldn't be the new God of War if The Last of Us never existed. 100%. 100%. And, and other titles that are PlayStation only are like, you know, like you've got your Uncharted series. I feel like the level that is of, of energy that they put into The Last of Us 2 uh, is definitely going to reflect what we see from the future of these games as well. You know, these big titles that are story-driven have only... The only direction they can go is for bigger and deeper stories. So, yeah, the story of the first game, I think it took 
took place in the year 2033. And um, there's a fungal-based brain-altering pandemic that has spread and infected 60% of the world's population. Your, label, your label's dropping off. Um, <laughs> What's it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's jokes. That's jokes. <laughs> You was talking about a pandemic and then the label was just like... That's jokes. Um, yeah, I'm ready to get back in the studio now after stuff like that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so the original Last of Us game took place in 2033 and there was this fungal-based pandemic that was brain-altering and it affected 60% of the world's operation. Uh, 60% of the world's population. Now, since the outbreak, let me just do that bit from the top. So The Last of Us takes place in the what, year 2033 after a fungal-based brain-altering pandemic has spread and infected 60% of the world's population. So since the outbreak, the world's kind of gone into a state of panic and frenzy. And that's where we meet our main protagonist in the first game, right? So, so what's really important is people think it's a zombie game. Yes. And it's not. It's, it's, it's not. about a, an an outbreak. So for example, like in The Walking Dead, like if you die, then you become a zombie where this is not, you have to have this infection to um, basically become one of these clickers or runners or the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And it, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, and there's, there's a few ways that you can get it right. So there's, you know, you can be cut or you can be bitten or you can breathe in spores. So again, it's not just like your typical zombie vibe. It's kind of, if I'm honest, it's kind of echoes with the current world situation where they're not really sure about this new pandemic that's spreading the same way that we're not really sure about COVID. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. obviously here, you know, in this, in our real world, it just, you know, makes you very sick or it can kill you. Uh, whereas in this world, it can, you start to mutate over time. So Midas mentions it, clickers and other different types of, 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 of the things that you can transform into, but it makes you really, the, the, if you get sick, you lose your sense of yourself and you prey on humans. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and like you're saying, so there's, there's levels. So when yes. you start off, you start off as a simple, which is a runner, which yeah. just looks like a normal human but just a bit scatty, moving yeah. like that. And they like say they like say weird words, like they say broken sentences yeah. sometimes, don't they? Like you know, yeah. you hear them moaning yeah. or crying. Yeah. And then you've got uh, Marcus's favorite, the clickers, <laughs> whose face looks like a flower, and they can't <laughs> see what their hearing is like next level, and they just charge and yam your face. Yeah, they look like. It's, do you know what freaks me out about the clickers? Is this the fungus has grown out of your head? And like their faces, I don't think people get it. And when I explain how it is to me, you, when you think about it, your, their face has split open and the fungus is growing out. And I'm just, uh, they're hard for me to look at. But yeah, like, <laughs> like I might have said, they've got... You're going um, red. Oh, honestly, <laughs> I find it weird. But um, yeah, they have super hearing, like I might have said. And, and yeah, you, they, if they do get you, they are stronger um and yeah it, it goes from there and we'll probably talk about more of the mutations in the in the last of us too but i mean the story in the first game do you want to kind of take us through it so the last of us shows you a video game can break your heart so huge spoiler <laughs> for the last of us straight away so you start off um with the main protagonist you playing as his daughter and she's in the house on her own and she's looking around and then um our main protagonist joel 
busts through the door like he's getting his gap because there's something going on he doesn't really know what it is but it's like a panic and basically he tries he takes his daughter and then in the city you just see all the madness happening like people trying to escape people getting yam no one knows what's going on and then within 10 to 15 minutes of playing this game a officer kills his daughter and you're like what the and your heart is broken before the credits even start that's how mad of a game this is like how can you kill the like the main character's daughter? And then we go to the future where Joel now, obviously his daughter's passed away. He just don't care. He just don't care about life. The thing that he cared about the most is gone. And it's basically in this post-apocalyptic kind of world and them trying to figure out how do you survive as a human? Like, what are these things? Um, yes, Matt, this game is just... Yeah, and 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 me every time. yeah, yeah, it does. It's it's deep, and along his journeys, he obviously he meets Ellie, and yes. she's like this brave fourteen-year-old girl, and she's grown up a little bit, but you know, at fourteen years of age. I mean, what's interesting is in the Last of Us, you find that the young people grow up quicker because they have to. They kind of put that into yeah. the story as well, because the world's a place where you need to grow up quickly. Well, what's really interesting is she's grown up in that era. She never yeah. knew the world before that. So um, we'll get into it a bit more. But obviously, like she goes into a record shop and she didn't even know what it is because she didn't grow in the world prior to. So they kind of have to because it's just normality to them. Like yeah. this world they live in is normal, isn't it? One thing that's amazing about humans, we're very good at adapting very quickly. Yeah, and you can see that, and 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 yeah, Ellie is someone who constantly has to adapt through the arcs that she goes through. So he meets this fourteen-year-old Ellie, um, and they, I feel like Joel kind of doesn't replace her, but there's you, you can tell that the love that he can't express for his lost daughter, he starts to express that love for Ellie over the story, uh, over the storyline, yes. right in the first game. So what's funny is at first he's kind of like distance like because he doesn't want to care because exactly like he's already been broken hearted with his child dying already he doesn't want to care about anybody else so he's kind of like look i don't even want to take this mission because basically what's happening is somebody brings ellie to joel for because um to take to the fireflies so the fireflies are this kind of organization who are basically trying to help and rebuild um the modern world and he kind of take his job is to take her there and when he first interacts with her he's he's just like she's look she's a delivery i ain't even trying to get connected with you but like you say like the more the story goes on like that breakdown of that wall breaks and 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 without even realizing he starts becoming a father figure for her and and being able to give that love that he basically was unable to give to his daughter yeah yeah and that is something that you you feel it as you play the game. You see little interactions, and you could. T- and one thing I want to touch on, like the tech side of of what they've done with the Last of Us, is the motion capture that they've used with the actors is so 
it, it, there's so much detail that goes into it and you can really see it when you look at the characters, the CGI characters' faces. You can see the expressions, you can see the emotion, you can see the body language, you can see the subtleties because they spent a lot of time. If you search for Last of Us, you know, studio pictures or behind the scenes pictures, you can see they use a lot of technology to basically capture as much as they can from the amazing actors. So it's not just well-voiced actors, you can kind of see the emotion and so you can see this relationship developing. And then... As in all good stories, <laughs> things kind of take a so, turn. Yeah. It does take a turn. But that's a, a really good point to your adding. Like we're talking about the emotion and, and it feeling like a movie. And it's because Naughty Dog was very smart of actually getting their cast to act out this whole game. It's not a thing where they've, they've got... Um, they're Script. literally yeah, yeah, yeah. They're scripting and they're acting out practically every scene within the game. So you are having a real emotional connection between these characters. Like a lot of people don't realize in a lot of games that are voiced, the people don't even see each other. Yeah, they never see each other. Yeah. On it. yeah, they're just in a studio on their own um, doing their dialogue over the characters' um, yeah. voices where this was fully acted out by a cast. So yeah. that already gives you that human connection that you don't even realize. Do you know what? Do you know what I've realized? Um, you know, people always talk about motion capture and how it will change the future of film. I think the more important question should have been how how it changed gaming because I think that's a much more. I think it, I think the medium of gaming is a much more suitable place for motion capture because I feel like with TV and film, you're used to seeing actors. So why not just have actors acting? That's cool. I mean, Avatar's great, but in gaming, we've always wanted to see more out of the action uh, cut sequences. So when we look at games that we love, like Final Fantasy, seven, like the, seven, the first version of that game, yeah, and you look at the cutscenes, you realize, okay, that story is amazing. But then when you look at it compared to the remake, when you can see you know, more of the character, you find it feel like you invest into the story more. So yeah, it's just an interesting thought. But yeah, so things things go left for them anyway, right? So let's get into it, bro. So things go left. So before we even do that, I've yeah. realized something. So what we haven't okay. explained is, so The Last of Us is a third-person action adventure. Oh, yes. All right? Yes. So yes. You, you, it's a third-person action adventure that's set in a zombie-esque world. So you're basically battling up against um the infected and other humans so that's yeah. how the play style is because yeah. yeah. we kind of we've gone so into the story we've exactly kind of gone, <laughs> that's how amazing <laughs> the story is so um so yeah so basically throughout this story your job is to take ellie to these fireflies who are basically working to take humanity back to where it was and be able to stop this infection and um Joe's the best delivery man out there, better than Nando's, better than Domino's. He brings her and then he finds out that they're basically going to have to kill her to basically take something from her brain or something to yeah. be able to get this antidote. And Joe is not having bars of it. Mm-mm. So when he's faced with the choice of, and you are faced with the choice of, letting this person that you've now got a, a son, a son, daughter, father relationship with live or live and everybody's still sick or you, or, or you basically kill the people that are trying to open her head up and keep her alive. And then there is no chance of any kind of cure when you're faced with that choice, you have to make a decision, which is very, and this is an interesting thing about the last of us games. You kind of, feel like you're put in a situation where you want to make a decision, but they don't 
let you make the decision. And I think that's one of the most clever things they've done is this game is not as open world, especially in the first game in, in The Last of Us. It's not as open world as you may expect from a game of that caliber. So what I mean by saying that is they kind of drive you into plot points and make you make the decisions that they want you to make to take the story where it needs to go. This is not GTA. You cannot just walk away and forget the mission. So when Joel's faced with this quite obvious scenario where there's a, he's in a room, there's a surgeon there who wants to cut her head open and save everybody. <laughs> Might as well do a little cut thing. Uh, or, or, or basically take him out. What do we end up doing, Minus? Yeah, so you have to kill the surgeon. So <laughs> it's funny that you said the choice yeah. because th- it makes it seem like you have yeah. a choice, but it's not because the difference between The Last of Us and other games is other games like, for example, Ubisoft's um, Legion that's coming out, Watch Dogs Legion, the whole game is about you experiencing the game you want to play. Where The Last of Us is like, nah, 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 nah. Mm-mm. This is our story. You're just coming for the journey. Like mm. you thought it was your story, but it wasn't. This is mm-hmm. the story we tell you. Mm-hmm. So you have to kill the doctor. Like there's no, there's no choice. You, you have to kill the surgeon. I only found out the other day you only have to kill one of them. I smoked everyone. Oh, I roasted the whole room. <laughs> Do you only have to kill one of them? <laughs> I, only, I only found out that last week. Listen. I thought you had to kill everyone. Yeah, you have to If you're going to do it, do it properly though. I've, exactly. So you basically go around and you smoke everyone and you take her away because you're like, you're not losing another daughter because mm. that, that's how you feel for her. And then when she wakes up, she basically says what's happened and Joe lies to her. And he was like, oh, no, no, they've got, they got bare people. They didn't even need you. Like your test didn't work. And she was like, really like she think you can tell from her acting that she's like but i know i'm the only other person now we got so excited we haven't even um, we haven't even mentioned that ellie is immune oh jesus christ yeah all right well yeah so the reason that she is of such great importance and the reason that they want to cut her head open and use her for a cure is because yeah she is immune like like i just said so she's immune to the spores she's immune to bites in any way she cannot Tra- the disease cannot be transmitted to her in a way that makes her kind of bug out. I think that she does, I'm forgetting a little bit, I think she does contain the virus in a way, but her body has a way of overcoming it. So there's, I think there's a growth in her head or there's some sort of, yeah. there's something going on in her brain and they need to get in and analyze that, take that out. And there's no way to get that piece of her brain out without severely hurting her or killing her. And I think the doctor pretty yeah. much says, look, if we open her head up and take this out, she's, good, she's as good as dead. Um, yeah, you see, basically yeah. says she's gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, so it's 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 mad. So uh, so many people loved the Last of Us and hated the ending because a yeah. lot of people felt like Joe, like Naughty Dog made um, Joel the bad guy. And this that's before the Last of Us two part two even came out. That was the big debate. Where it's like, did you like the end? And was Joel um, the bad guy? How do you feel about it? I I feel like I did not like the ending in the same way that when I watch a film and there might be something like The Goonies or, or a classic Disney film where the friend of the main protagonist has to stay behind and be hurt. Or like, you know, when you, when you watch somebody throughout a film, you're like, they're buddies or, and one of the buddies has to stay behind. I don't know. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying not to be too specific, but when a character dies, you don't want to die, but it makes the film 
even better. It makes it compelling. Like, I never wanted Simba's father to die in The Lion King. But without that happening, we can't get the film. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. what kind of makes it great. The tragedy, like with, if you go to classic, you know, uh, Shakespeare, it's the tragedy that makes everybody love Romeo and Juliet. If Romeo and Juliet ended up and, oh yeah, and they got together, had kids, happy ever after, we, we would not be talking about it today. It wouldn't even be a point of reference. So it's the tragedy that they obviously understood at Naughty Dog and we're like, we're not just going to give you tragedy, we're going to make you be the cause of it. You are the protagonist. And it, yeah, it rubbed people up the wrong way, didn't it? But it rubbed got, a, a, oh, yeah, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. I actually, so I never felt like Joel was the bad guy. I felt like he did the wrong, I felt not even yeah. that he did the wrong thing. I felt like he did a bad thing for a good reason. And I completely yeah. understand because the thing that was, the thing that was Efri's is when he brought her, they didn't say to her, they, when he, she, she, when the firefighters took her away, they didn't say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But by the way, this is going to kill her. He only found out after. So that, cause he wouldn't even have let them take her if that was yeah. the case. So I kind of felt like they kind of, they knew he wouldn't let her, so they kind of just kind of only told him at the end mm. and he wasn't having bars of it. And I completely understand, like, that pain of losing his daughter and then the pain of being able to lose the next daughter too much. Mm. Mm. And, yeah, it leaves you in a kind of situation at the end of that game where you wonder how their relationship's going to develop. And that was probably one of the first questions on my mind when, it, when I was stepping into The Last of Us 2. Um, which is was highly anticipated and it's very interesting it's something that we were talking about at the end of the ps3 life and now we're at the kind of end of the span of the ps4 it's very interesting for us to kind of step into this story but i will get into that in a moment because i think the timing of the game is an amazing thing as well but yeah last of us too so we fast forward a few years so we're kind of in a world now where it's fair to say everybody is used to dealing with this pandemic now. It's a way of life. So obviously, like Maida said, the younger people have grown up and don't know any better, have grown up in this world and don't know any better, but you find that societies develop. So for example, like in The Walking Dead, there's, uh, it's not like in the first seasons where everyone's trying to work stuff out. Things have been worked out. There's communities, there's societies. Uh, they've you know got ways of, of farming and making their own food and they're, they're living life. So... The first thing we kind of experience is, is, is we, we get back into the mix with, with Joel and Ellie and the way their relationship has developed now, she's much more of a, well, she's a fully grown woman now, isn't she? Yeah. And um, yeah, this story kind of, oh, it's hard for me to get into, but it's, it basically, it, it picks up, it's, where are they? They're in, um, it's Jackson that they're living. And, um, yeah, yeah. So- yeah, that's it. Whilst, whilst yeah, Joel so and Tommy on a, Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so basically at the end of The Last of Us, um, the original Last of Us, yeah. um, Joel basically links back up with his brother, Tommy, yeah. and Tommy's at a, a settlement where there's loads of people who are basically just living a normal life, like yeah. like you said. Um, and he's he's basically he's taken Ellie there and he's like, come on, let's build her, our life here. And... Like we're talking about humans being able to adapt so long because this has happened for so many years. This is their new normality. So if you've ever watched like The Walking Dead, 
it's something I always reference to. Um, when they when they take over that nice place and everyone's just living a normal life and and mm. they they kind of not no longer they're not on their p's and q's anymore. Like they're kind yeah. of like oh we're farmers like life is nice and yeah. and and stuff and it's it's that kind of reality where. Other than going out and, and and taking out clickers, like they're not fighting other humans, they're not they're not really on crud anymore. They're just mm. kind of living normal lives and being able to say, all right, this is the new normal. Yeah, yeah. However, they have to be aware of the presence of of people who have been infected. So that is still a presence. But like Mida said, they can party now. There's they can have drinks. There's parks where kids can play. So they're in an environment where you know things are as normal as they can be in this world. So. Um, what happens is you get Joel, Joel, he's talking to his brother, Tommy. And at the start of the game, we, we kind of see a conversation where he pretty much fesses up to his brother about what he did at the end of the first game. And his bro kind of, it, it, I feel like he represents Midas's point of view where he's like, yo, I fucked up what you did, but better believe if that was me, I would have done the same thing. So we know that there's a shared knowledge between him and his brother, uh, but also what they have to do, and this is how they tie in the next bit of story, which I think is great, is you find that everybody in camp has to go and do their own patrols. Obviously, Joel knows what he's doing. Tommy knows what he's doing. Uh, Joel, uh, uh, sorry, um, Ellie also goes out on patrol as well. But whilst on patrol, Joel and Tommy come across some people that are in need of help. And this is where I'm going to let you take over here from Midas. This is, I see a smile on your face. (laughs) So before, before we get there, there's one piece of missing information that we've left out. So after the last of us completed, because we're going to get into obviously diversity. After the last of us completed, there was a, there was a DLC called left behind. Oh yes, yes, yes. So the the left behind was a story of Ellie um, before she even met Joel and basically her best friend who she had a crush on. And then we kind of find out um, how Ellie is gay. um, And it basically kind of, builds her even more so we we kind of know this about her like her sexuality um coming into part two mm-hmm. so um so we start off with happy we start off naughty dog are so good at telling stories so mm. basically they recap the first story for anyone who hasn't played number one mm-hmm. but also you as a player who may have not because the last of us is the like you said it's the ps it's a ps3 game yeah, Even yeah, yeah. we mastered on a ps4 yeah um so they recap you but also bring you back to that moment for you to feel that emotion and be like oh yeah i remember i did that and then take and then before they do that before you even get to that point they they you play as joe for a bit and then they make you play as this random girl and you're like yeah yeah, so you're you're playing as this hench girl, like she's wench. She's a she. Obviously, uh, honestly, when I first saw Abby, I was like, I would not want to take a punch from somebody who's got shoulders and arms like that. She's strong. She looks like she, she does calisthenics. Strong. Done. Straight. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you start. So you're playing yeah. with this 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 um, woman and like experiencing her and talking to people, and you're like, who is this, and what has this got anything to do with it? And then. You, they find Jackson and you realize, oh, they're looking for Joel. Because mm. we know the experience. Some people mm. might be like, oh, they're just looking for a place to be. But you instantly ask because we've experienced the last of it. Like, oh, they're looking for Joel. And then 
you're out with her and basically she gets caught like slipping and then she's running and then bear clickers and runners are trying to get through her and then she's running and then she gets rescued by who? Joel, Joel. and Tommy. Great writing. And Joel and Tommy save her, like Myla says, and then they haul up in a house where they know it's going to be a safe spot for a while and I'll hand this back over to you because this is <laughs> this is emotional. We yeah, realize so- at this point there's been no names exchanged, and then you finally hear. I believe Tommy calls Joel by his name, right? And then so basically, yeah. so, so when they they finally able to escape, like basically yeah. Joel and Tommy hate helps her escape, and then yeah. she's like, "Oh, I've got we've got a safe cabin over there." That's it. Um, yeah. We've got a safe cabin over there because she knows all of her people are in the cabin. That was it, so yeah. They go in the, so they go in the cabin and, yeah, like you said, names haven't been exchanged and, and Tommy says, I'm Tommy and this is my brother, Joel. That's it, And yeah. And then everyone's pre and Joel yeah. differently. And Everybody Joel's just, looking around. Yeah. yeah, and Joel's looking at like, Ron, you're, you're, you're looking at me like you've heard my name before. And they're like, because we have. Bam! Bam. <laughs> so the next minute, Joel's on the floor and Abby's above him and she's basically like Joel's mash up and she's just smashing him up. But The Last of Us being the incredible game that it is and it's writing, it stops and it takes you back to Ellie and Mm. you start playing a mission with Ellie and Dina who basically becomes Ellie's girlfriend and you start building a connection between these characters. So you're on tenter hooks. You're like, what's going on with Joel? What's going on with Joel? But they're like, no, at our pace, not yours. Um, and then basically Ellie's out with Dina and they're basically on patrol and they're kind of flirting with each other. And then they go into this weed house and they're running it down and they get on their, their little, I forgot about that. Yeah. They, they, they got on their entanglement. They had their little <laughs> entanglement in the weaved house. And then, and then it's mad because Dina's pregnant and Dina's baby father runs in and says, we can't find Joel. So then Ellie being Joel's daughter by any means, and she's on crud because she learned from Joel. She basically yeah. hunts them down, finds them, gets to the cabin, and then she can hear... Joel, she can just hear someone in pain. She knows it's Joel. So she's looking around. She's looking around. She goes down the stairs and she opens the door. Right in her face. And she's on the floor and she watches them batter Joel to death. Yeah. And you have to watch through the eyes of Elias. And you know what's what's the worst thing about Joel's death is we've seen him survive so much. Yeah. And he literally gets beaten to death by Abby with a golf club. Yeah. We see, I just beat his head in and it's kind of the worst thing about his death is it's not even like a big heroic crescendo. It's like an anticlimactic swatting of a fly makes him look weak. He gets shot in the leg first, doesn't he? He's got big. He's got a massive leg injury, or they injure his leg in some way. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they shot him. They shot him in his it. leg to get him down. That's it. Yeah, and then again, right in here, this is where Naughty Dog took it to the next level. They know that it hurts to see somebody go out in a blaze of glory. Like when the Terminator dies at a Terminator film, when he wants to, when he Terminator two, when Arnold Schwarzenegger decides to melt himself, you're like, you controlled that. You're a champion. But when you see a character just. If, you know, if his character was somebody was to come up behind him and just 
shooting where his microchip was and he was to fall on the floor and die in a second. You're like, what? Hang on, you're, you're a Terminator. And Joel was our Terminator. I was expecting way more of him in the game. So when they take him out, that was a moment, again, where I would have, where I said I had to stop playing and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Where do we go now? Fam, it's mad as well. And you hear, like, you hear Ellie begging, like she's on the floor begging mm. because remember for her, like, that has been her father. That's the person who raised her. Yeah. That's the person who's taught her how to hunt, taught her how to fight, taught her how to swim. Like he's raised her and he's made, and she's always seen him as probably indestructible. Like you say, in course, Terminator. Yeah. Like, he's a Terminator. Like she, yeah. She's seen him as indestructible and she's seen him at this, this vulnerable state. And one thing that's really, really interesting. I was, I was listening to a podcast with, um, Troy, Troy Baker who mm-hmm. plays Joel and he was saying like talking about that scene and he was like the whole thing message he was con- conveying in that scene was it's okay you'll be okay I've got you mm. and it was like you're just getting battered to death with 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 a, a golf club and all you're thinking is I've got you fam mm. the only time I've ever felt there's only two times I've ever felt like this in media in my life one was with um, was when you first meet Negus in um, The Walking Dead, when he just batters everyone with the stick, and mm. when and the Red Wedding in um, Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones. Yeah, those are the only two times that's made me feel that so disgusted, like with the media, like how could you do that? Mm, mm, mm. How savage? And not even and not why? Because I know why. Because yeah. what he did was effed up. I know the why, but how? Yeah, how? But but how? But the why, this is where the why comes because Naughty Dog are incredible because in one moment, they've made you hate a character more than you've ever hated a character in video games in your life. Mm. And that character obviously is Abby. But again, in an interesting move, we see this little glimpse. They give you this little taste that they, this little crack that you don't even realize until, and I didn't even realize until now, a crack of, of something in Abby that just tilts the scales a little bit further away from pure, disgusting nastiness. And that is the fact that someone, one of her cronies turns around to go and finish off Ellie. And she says, no, I've done my mission. I've done my job this is where the killing stops. And you're like, oh, interesting. Why, why so, you almost want to know why is it so clinical? Why, why stop there? Why not just go on a full rage bender and just destroy everybody associated with this Joel guy? Yeah. So, so, so yeah. like you say, so Tommy and Ellie are not murdered. It's yeah, they're not murdered. Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, as we would probably expect is a big, big mistake because this Ellie who's on crud <laughs> already is now powered by the rage of losing her, you know, a substitute father. So yeah, this is where the story then, this is where Naughty Dog are very clever because it's at this point in the game where they want you to start experiencing things from different characters' points of view. So, I mean, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to jump over a few little bits here, Midas. So we're going to fast forward a few bits, but the generally what you get over the next few days of gameplay, I'll say, is you have to play and understand where Ellie's journey goes as she goes to avenge Joel. 
And then you also, interestingly, get to play a bit more of Abby's side of things as well, right? So where, where do you want to, where, where should we punch in at? Because I don't want to tell the whole so, story. Where should we punch in at? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So, so before we get to Abby, let's just say within Ellie's journey, you're experiencing your everything from Ellie's point of view. So yes. that's Ellie's friends and Ellie's enemies. So because the, there's a lot of people that you interact with that you're like, why, why is that person even there? Um, but they, they show you more and more that, that the, the, the little, that little girl that was in the last of us one died on the floor with Joe. Yeah. And she, by any means, She's out for revenge and she don't care. Fam, Ellie is on crud. <laughs> crud. Crud. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and what's really, really interesting, even before we get to Abby, is so far we haven't even discussed anything about the infected this has all been a human story so far so the infected exactly. are still in the world so when she's on her her task for revenge she's still going to interact with them but this is more of a human story but i know what you want to get to so i'm going to let you i'm going to let you get to it no 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 no, no. honestly i think we're going in the right <laughs> direction I, I think i think we're moving at the right kind of pace so yeah so within ellie's journey like you'll see her um, kill certain people who are very vital to the story. You see her. You see. You see her. 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 The, her heart kind of crumbling away, and and like she puts so many people's lives at risk to be able to revenge um, Joel, including herself. And she's she's the definition of by any means. Mm. Like by any means, and all she's doing is going by different clues to find out how she can find um, where these ex-fireflies are. And yeah, without like, we want you to still be able to play the game. So there's so many things that happen that take you on that journey. But 
yeah, it's the flip that 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 really yeah. gets you. Yeah, yeah. So she starts looking for WLF or Wolf or however you want to put it. So like it's these ex fireflies who, as far as we know, look like they're really well organized. Military level of organization, I would say. Uh, it's kind of like the Fireflies. You'd feel like the Fireflies were quite organized in the first game. These guys take organization to a, a whole next level. They've got barracks. They've taken over areas. Uh, they've got re- real level of uh, a real level of control over these new flavors of zombies. Because as, as we find out, the more infected you get, the longer you're infected for, the more you mutate. So they've kind of got ways and means of getting around these. So, so Ellie uses all these clues to get closer to them. And like Ryder says, by any means necessary, putting people that she's with in danger and putting uh, herself in danger, she finally gets through to Abby. And that's where the game flips it on us and says, hang on, we're going to take you back a few days. You're going to play with Abby now. And you're like, what? And and, And for me, I was like, no, 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 no. I have something that I need to finish here. And the game goes, no, 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 no. We're going to take you back. And we're going to give you a whole different perspective. You have to now play with the person that you hate. You imagine that. Imagine playing Street Fighter with your cousin, yeah? And then your cousin selects the worst <laughs> character and goes, here, here, here's what you're going to play with. I'm going to play with Ryu and Ken, yeah? I'm going to select your character for you every single time. Crazy. So, so before, so I'm, I, I just want to break it down yeah, even yeah, go, more go, 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 you go. just did, right? So basically, um, Ellie, Ellie's putting everyone's life on risk. Dina, mm. we find out is pregnant, yes. and they basically have to take her back, like because like mm-hmm. she's too bad. They need to take her back, yeah. and when they've decided they're gonna take her back, Abby arrives where Ellie is, and Abby is blazing up people, and she's got a gun facing at Ellie. Ellie's like this, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, rewind. yeah. and you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> how are you rewind? Like, how are you rewinding? But not only are you rewinding, like Marcus just said, you're rewinding and making me play as that beeping, 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 beep. The person that you hate more than anything, like hatred to a Nox level, you're now going to play as that person. Mm, mm. And again, this is where the rhyme. This is a video game we're this talking about, game, you know. Yeah, this is a vi- video <laughs> game. So you then you then have to find out um, uh, about what motivates Abby. And I think this is where I will I will I will allude a little bit more, and we won't give you as, spell it out for you as much. But they slowly give you a way to find out what really motivated Abby to want to come and get Joel. And in some ways, it's justified. In some ways, you kind of, from what you learn, you feel like, okay, she's actually got a bit of a point. And then, but once you finish playing with Abby and you bring yourself back to the point that they made you rewind, you find yourself now in a sticky situation. You've got a relationship with both of these characters and you kind of want, you kind of want them both to win. <laughs> in a way, do you know what I mean? You're kind of like, I, I get it now. In fact, I almost think, you know what? I, I wish you guys never met. I wish you didn't bump into each other because you're, you're both hurt in your own ways. And again, this is where Naughty Dog say, well, that's what you want. You, you don't really want a confrontation now. So what we're going to do is we're going to make you have a confrontation. And again, I'm, I'm deliberately omitting a few things in, out of here. Some of the things that Ellie does have an effect on Abby. That's what, Some of the things Ellie does, I actually think are terrible as well. Like some of the things that she does, it's not just, wow, she's on crud. She hurts some people that 
Naughty Dog then let you know have a lot more value than a regular kind of side character would be. They tie you in and give you emotional connections to loads of different characters. Uh, whilst also along the way, a couple of other key characters just get swatted like flies as well, which hurts me. Naughty Dog are very clever at that, isn't it? They, they give, at any point, this is where you feel now later on in the game, in the third act, I'd say, you feel at any point, anything can happen. They take away the security net. Like, I, I don't, I'm like, is Ellie still going to be with us at the end of the game? Is Abby still going to be with us at the end of the game? Is Dina still going to be with us at the end of the game? It, do you know what I mean? And I think this is where Last of Us 2 started pulling my heart in directions that I wasn't ready for. And, and I've never, I'll be honest with you, never had a feeling of such powerlessness. And I know this is going to sound like a really weird example. Ed, end of Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Um, where you are faced by a bunch of guys and you have to shoot them. You can't not shoot them, but there's too many of them for you to kill. So you know your character's going to get shot. But the way the game force sets you up is it's like, you now have to draw for your pistol and try and shoot 100 guys. But these 100 guys have their uh, pistols trained on you. There's no way out of it. And I felt like this, this is what The Last of Us started trying to do with me, man. I, 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 we, can, we can go a bit further with the story. I know you want to say something about this. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going gonna, gonna to spoil um, too much because I think, yeah, we can leave the, that part of the story a bit more open for people to experience. Yeah. One really good example of this, which has been out publicly because they did it in the state of play, um, you see Ellie come out of water and basically kill a, the Vita girl. So there's a girl who's basically playing her VR, she's a wolf, and then Ellie comes behind her and then they kind of struggle and Ellie chucks her in her neck and, and kills her. Yeah. And you experience that playing as Ellie, but then when you're playing as Abby, you meet that girl and she's so nice. She's just like oh, a really yeah. nice person and she's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm helping the medics and I'm, I'm trying to make sure everyone's safe, Maria. and you're like, oh. I jugulared her. Like, yeah. I yeah. I did it. It wasn't like I had to watch it. I literally had to jugular her. And now she's this really nice person. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what's really, really interesting is day one of playing as Abby, I hated it. Like, I did not enjoy and And that was their job. They wanted me to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. They wanted me to not enjoy playing as this person because I hate them. Why are you making me play as a character mm-hmm. I don't like? Like you're saying about your friend. Why are you making me play as a character you don't, I don't like? And then she interacts with some other individuals and then you just start to see her chip away as a person. And then she busts a joke and you laugh and you get yeah. mad. You're like, don't make me like, don't make me laugh. Like, don't make me like um, Abby. I got mad because she made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. They start opening up and you're like, Wow, Ellie really done that, and you're like, yeah. oh my god! Yeah. Like you, I've I don't think I've ever felt bad in a video game for doing things. Now, at the end of the day, like obviously killing's wrong, and we kill characters in video games all day long, and it's just a normal mechanic within video games. This is probably the first game that's made me feel guilty and felt made me feel resentment against myself and. Like you say, like everything kind of happens with Abby, everything happens with Ellie, and we get to a crescendo where it's at a perfect place. Like everything is good. Everyone has is having a good life. And me playing enough naughty dog games are like, what are you gonna do now? Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do now? Like 
the the happiness made me feel uncomfortable because this is how I want it to end. Please end now. But I know you. You're not going to end it now. I know you. And did they end it now? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> and like you say, they take you to a point where you're like, you're like, I started questioning myself like, wow, do you know what? Joe was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And, now, and now Ellie's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I know why. Like at the end of the day, I would have still done the same thing. But, well, not everything the same. Something's different. But Joe was the bad guy. And now mm-hmm. Ellie's the bad guy. And like, and Abby, this person who they, like, this is how smart Naughty Dog are, right? When you first play as Abby, they make her intimidating visually. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're visually like, this person's powerful and strong. And then they show you how powerful and strong they are by taking away your favorite character and, and then peel her away until she's somebody completely different and you Mm. get to the end and you're like, you actually care about two people and you can't not care about Ellie at the end of the day, because even though she's become, she's doing a lot of bad things. We've played with her since the last of us, the original. So it's no longer that you no longer care, care about Ellie. She's now become the person where, why are you doing that? It's that that little you that you've known from a little man and he was cool and used to play football with him. And now you know he's on road doing madness. And you're like, fam, why are you doing that, man? Yeah. Come on, man, you're special. Do you know how good you was at kicking ball? Yeah, you don't need yeah. to be on road doing what them man they're doing. She makes you feel like that about her. Um, they make you feel like, oh, why, why, why do I care about this Abby? And I didn't want to. I didn't want to. And I didn't want to. I didn't want it. And you know, it's maddest- getting you now. I feel like you're, you're, I'm reliving it with you now, bruv. The maddest thing is, oh, the same way you're saying how that made you feel in Red Dead. You know me, big JRPG guy. Mm-hmm. In Final Fantasy Crisis Core, there's a character called Zack and he dies. So you're basically playing his story until his death. And you, you basically, same thing. All of these soldiers come and you basically take your sword out and you don't have any health. And you got to fight them all until you die. So you just keep fighting and more soldiers are coming and more soldiers. And they're literally not going to stop until you die. You could be there for an hour. They're not going to stop until you die. And you're literally playing until you're dead. And you're just like, like the uncomfortableness of, I want to put this down because I don't want to feel like this. But then, then I remember that this is not my story. Mm. As much as I feel like, Ellie is my character and I'm playing my story. It's not. It's her story. It's Abby's mm. story. And it's a story Naughty Dog wanted to play. And that's what's got so many people angry. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Because this is going to feed right into it. In this day and age where we do have games like GTA 5, which is a very old game now when you think about it. Open it's world. how old it is. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, and it's going to be on, a, on, the, on the next generation as well. I think it's the first game I know to span three generations in that way without having a, yeah. a, a clear revamp. Um, it's not like a remastered version. Obviously, it's going to look better on the PS5, but, you know, that dropped on PS3 and now it's on PS5 and, and you know, it's crazy. But um, what you find with games like GTA is, yes, there's missions. Yeah, there's missions that you can even do in a few different ways. But the whole thing about GTA is it's an open world. It's your story. You dress your character. You buy the house. Depending on which GTA it is, you can make them look different. And, you know, take them to the gym, make them look fat, whatever. You can customize, customize, make it your own, do it. Whereas 
in this day and age where you can do that, it's really interesting that Naughty Dog, like you said, they said, no, we're going to tell you a story and you are going to be pushed down this pathway where you might even have an illusion of choice at some point, but don't get it twisted. We're going to make you do things that you do not like and you're not comfortable with. And we're also going to make you do things that you're going to be like, yeah, just get in there. And I think that is in gaming, probably one of the most interesting aspects that at this time when you can have a game where you literally can do anything, they've chosen to say, no, we're going to give you this one linear path that you must go down and you have to follow. And it makes the, in a way, it, it means that you can just focus on, on taking in the story more. Do you know what I mean? For me anyway, I feel like I, I feel like I have no other choice but to just be invested in the moments. So yes, it's very interesting. What's really dope as well, like humans love choice. That's why games like GTA are so successful. People yeah. like choice. So what Naughty Dog do is by removing the narrative choice, they give you a gameplay choice. Yeah. So now you've got so many ways that you can play. So Ellie is even more like on it than Joe was. Like she's mm. able to craft like bombs. She's able to do arrows. She's got flaming arrows that you can shoot at dogs. You can... One thing that's really cool is like we're saying infected still alive. So you could get into a room where there's infected and human and you dash a bottle and infected <laughs> and a human. They're, yeah. they're beefing and yeah. whoever wins, you go after them. Yeah. So you're always feeling like you've got an option because mm. the gameplay of how you tackle the game is so open, but the narrative, there's no option. Yeah, it's yeah, that's story. a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And I got to say this, yeah, if you, and I, I always say, if you're playing The Last of Us 2, and I will always say this, if there is at any point a situation where you're in a room and there's infected and there's humans, don't be boring and try and take out one and the other. Set them on each other, man. Find a bottle, find a brick. Un, undo a chain here or there if you need to, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, and just watch Hell Break Loose. Some of my favorite parts were those little cheeky, my little cheeky bits of, of, of gameplay were there. But when I, when I removed the little chain and watched, <laughs> watch a clicker run off into the distance and cause havoc. And they're like, hey, ho, ho, who let these guys out? It was great, man. Um, but yeah, gameplay wise, um, one thing I also want to touch on as well is big shout out to, to Naughty Dog for making sure that this game, as well as being great narrative play, I, I think, I think in terms of structure and combat, it's pretty solid. I mean, it was nothing super standout crazy that I didn't like about it, but they also made it really accessible um, as a game. So they've got a whole bunch of settings for you, whether you, uh, you know, are simply colorblind or if you have real bad visual impairment. Um, they also have audio clues as well. They have this whole range of, of assets to help you enjoy the game. If you're somebody who has got any visual impairments or even physical impairments. And I think that's, that's a really important touch to bring to games and to set the bar for for gaming out there for AAA games that high for people that have got disabilities is something that you know it's it's harder for indies to do if they haven't got budget but bigger production companies would not have done that in the past they wouldn't have thought about it so i, I commend the guys at naughty dog for making sure that that's in the game you're also, gonna say something about gameplay gonna... oh well i'm gonna say the gameplay yeah. thing yeah. and then i'll get into it yeah. i they, Naughty Dog have created the smartest NPCs ever in a game. <laughs> ever. Oh my God. So, like, I like to stealth in games. I like to feel like I'm outwitting everyone. That's how mm. I play my third person action adventure. So, right now, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. 
goes to Tsushima, I should say. And then I like to sneak up people and then just um, assassinate them. That's why I like games like Assassin's Creed. But not in not in Last of Us. They look around. Mm. They're walking. They're turning around. They're calling out their brethren. They got a dog that can sniff your path. Like fam, I've never played a game where someone's walking and then they turn around and they turn around. And usually, like in a game, like characters just walk around. There's in a pattern. Oh, there's a pattern. Yeah. yeah. They they go all, like all different routes. I'm like them. They're the smartest yeah. NPCs yeah. I've yeah. ever ever met in a game. Yeah, man. There's like some, there's some patterns that you usually expect. Like, you know, they'll go, they'll walk to the left, stay there for two seconds, walk to the right, stay there for two seconds. But no, you might have somebody like standing, looking at a window for a few seconds and they turn around all of a sudden. And also like the, the NPCs with regards to the, um, actual infected, they're very awkward to sneak up on. Like, so especially, and it's the clickers, obviously they can't see, but they can hear. So if you try and move around too quickly, they pick up on that. Um, or as I found out, if if they're near you and you and you let them off the chain and they hear you moving around, they'll just attack you instead of attacking anyone else. And also the ones that still have vision, if they see you, if they if they turn their head a little bit, they can see you. They can really come for you. And I mean, like, yes, um, it, it, and it's unnerving when you're going. You don't feel confident. Like I reckon when I used to do stealth in like earlier games, you feel like yeah, you can just bowl up behind someone, press yeah. press square, that's it. You've taken them out. But yeah, give them a quick slap. But um. If you even if you do a takedown with somebody and you don't and you do a, a loud takedown instead of a quiet takedown, that will alert other people as well. And other characters will react. If something spooky happens, they will tell another character who will tell another character and they'll move around in different ways. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's um, in terms of that, that's it makes for some awkward stealth kills, but it's fun. I like it, man. I tell you what really surprised me, um, because obviously earlier you were talking about the Uncharted series, yeah, um, how much actions in this game yeah, like man. there's some because that wasn't really in the last of us the original but there are some yeah. really big action sequences like mm. um quite a big car chase there's a whole resident evil scene like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so let let marcus break down his his experience with <laughs> nah. resident evil scene I don't, I don't, um you mean with the like advanced infected yeah um the advanced infected, yeah. yeah um I, I can't remember the name of what they're called again but um there's um like we like we've said a few times there's levels of infection that are way past what you would experience in the first game so they just get have better powers should we say not better for you um and they are more intimidating and 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 have, and there are some boss level creatures and yeah the last of us really plays on the fact that you are in old cityscapes and old buildings where they're creaky and there's not proper lighting and sometimes your torch doesn't work. Um, that's a nice, that's a lovely little touch in it when that happens. Um, so, so there's a couple of times in the game where I was cursing out Midas's name. Um, for telling me that it wasn't that scary a game, I was like, "You like, you not lied to scary, me, bro." Like, it's, it's not scary. See, yeah, it is. It is. I don't want to. I don't want to know what you find scary. But there were some very scary parts in it where you are alone, walking down dank, you know, creepy little hallways, and you hear little. Yeah, you hear little. <laughs> or little. Depending on the level of infection, you hear loads of different noises, and and yeah, it it, it scary, man. For me, for me personally, it was scary, and I had to really make sure that um. I had lots of lights on in the room. 
<laughs> made sure that I could see all doors and windows when I was playing. But yeah, man, it really, it really draws you in. And there is a, it's definitely got action is definitely like Uncharted in it. Like there's big scenes, like the scenes where Abby and, and Joel get together. That's a really juicy scene with a lot of action in it. Um, and also they've got their creepy, slow, Resident Evil style uh, bits. And they've even got some jump scare bits in there as well. It's like, you know, it's, it's kind of like you, you watch a good action thriller movie that's what you're part of with an element of sci-fi in it obviously because of the infection and and, and horrory bits as well but yeah in, i feel like you've jumped in to play a character in a movie but yeah man i feel like as a game it's probably one of the most solid pieces of work that we have seen over the last few years and a very interesting time for them to drop it as well isn't it midas like right at the end of the ps4 cycle yeah yeah so it's it's well, Naughty Dog are smart. Naughty Dog, all like the last, the Last of Us was beautiful. Yeah, it never looked, even looked like a PS3 game. And yeah. the Last of Us Part Two is is gorgeous. And I feel like a lot of PS5 games ain't even gonna look as good as that. And um, Naughty Dog are very smart at coming at the end of the generation and really understanding um, the technology. But like you said, like right now, one of the biggest games of this year is Animal Crossing. And the reason why Animal Crossing is so doing so well is because it's bright and it's happy and you're on an island and people can't go on holiday people are trapped in their homes and we're all like the world is in a, a place where it's suffering and then naughty dogs brought a game where they're like we're gonna make you suffer even more. <laughs> uh, we, and you're gonna suffer when we tell you to yeah um but yeah man it, it's you're right it's a total con like contrast to what animal crossing is so yeah it's uh it's one big title man and i think naughty dog have always been clever at making sure they get the biggest bit of juice out of the console that they're making a game for I'm, i think i remember reading that crash bandicoot was a game where they unlocked the potential of the ps1 um parts of the ps1 that they weren't really meant to access yet to turn crash bandicoot into the 3d game it was at the time and you know my place i could hear my playstation putting in the work while i was playing the last of us i can't lie to you um the fans were going but i mean they've been very clever at giving us this game right before the end of the life cycle because I feel now one way that the console, the two big console companies, Xbox and PlayStation, one way that they can kind of get the up on each other is by saying, well, our console does this, our console does that, our console's going to have this game. But another clever move is, you know what? We're, we're so confident that the next console is going to be good hold this amazing game because you know what? That's just what we do. And I feel like The Last of Us was, was something to help win us in now and take us over to the next generation of console. Obviously, man, as you know, you and I are going to have everything because that's, that's what we're like, right? We're, we're going to be invest time to make sure we try each of the consoles. But I feel like that was a policy that they did there to lock in that person that's like, I'm going to have one console. This could be the thing that pulls them over to the PS5. 100%. One thing I want to um, mention as well before we talk about our overall last experience, how we mm. feel at the end, is it ha that game had really good diversity. Um, yeah. So, for example, like the, the the main one of the main antagonists was a black man. One of the main characters is trans. Um, there's like there's a lot of Asian representation. Like there's so much diverse uh, NPCs. Yeah, which, is, which was really really dope to see. 100%. Like, even the f even smaller detail, like, when you play games, usually you have brute characters, stronger NPCs that you have to fight. They made sure that there were brute male, brute female. There was also a diverse range of race within the brutes as well. 
And I, I feel like that's, they've, they've not just done it top level. They've not just gone, hey, you know, like past games, you got, hey, you get a black guy. Uh, he's your main protagonist. And then everyone else is like, there's no diversity. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, uh, but they've given it all the way through the game that the layers like you've said like there's NPCs there's you know characters that are alongside the main protagonist and they've also made sure that they matter of facted it if that makes sense so it's like certain games they're not just trying to wow it it, they've normalized it and I think that's something that's important for 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 this as well is like I don't want to feel like you're doing this like to, to make to go hey look we've done our little bit and then move on I feel like they've created believable whole world characters within it. So you're 100%. The diversity within the game is amazing. And that's one thing that, frankly, a lot of idiots were saying they didn't like on, on the forums. But I don't really want to give them too much time time because you know what? Foolish, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But Bandit, more man. of that, please. Bandit, more but, of that, please, yeah. man. It was, it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It's nice because I feel like this generation has been even better than that because even like Final Fantasy VII Remake, I was surprised how many black people I saw in there bare mm, black mm. NPCs like mm. just walking around and it was dope to see and obviously mm. one of the main characters is black anyway but to see yeah. so because like you say a lot of the times they'll make one character be or unless it's a game like like a mafia that has a black area but literally just normality was 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 dope so do you want to break down how you felt how we felt at the end of this game and I just um yeah yeah I won't spoil it but yeah um, emotional Cause I, I, I felt like, cause I, I felt emotional and I felt emotional for a number of reasons. I felt emotional because I felt that it didn't, I felt like I wanted to have more control over the ending. And I think this is a good thing. Cause I, I wanted to change the ending a little bit. I also felt hope for some of the main characters. So that hoping that they might be able to find resolution in their actions. And also Naughty Dog know they've done this. I felt like I was ready for another instalment of the game. <laughs> How about yourself? It's, this is going to sound really mad, but I felt kind of dirty. Like I felt like I felt like I needed to have a shower and, and, and clean. Like I felt <laughs> like I literally finished. And when the credits rolled, I just sat there. Like I literally just sat there, not even looking at the credits. Just like, like I feel so... Like I didn't feel joy because usually when I complete a game, you know me, I'm gassed. I'll mm, message mm. you like, "Well, yeah, I just platinum this." Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't feel joy. I didn't feel accomplished. I didn't feel happy. Like I literally just felt. I felt like they did the job they was meant to do. Yeah, I feel this. This is how I break down these two games. The Last of Us is the best narrative game that's come out within our generation. The Last of Us Part Two is the most uncomfortable game within our generation. Like, it makes you feel so uncomfortable and it makes you feel emotion like I didn't know I could feel in a video game. Mm. Like, when I think back to that scene where after after Ellie dies, you get to experience a scene with her and Joel on her birthday, it is so painful. Because if it, w- it would have been a great... If they put that scene before he passed away it would have just been an enjoyable scene but yeah. to play that scene after he's died the pain like i'm i don't feel pain in video games it like um sekiru used to get me mad i used to get mash up and always get broke up but i didn't mm. feel pain mm. like that scene made me feel pain and i came off feeling just like why have you done this to me mm-hmm. I like, felt, I why felt, have you done this yeah. to me yeah it was it, it was a very personal it, 
Yeah, that's how it feels. It feels personal and, and emotional as well. Like I felt like I'd had an, an emotional workout. That's how I felt. When I finished playing The Last of Us 2, I felt like I needed to just take it in. And um, yeah, I think we said enough. We've, I, feel like, I, feel like this, I feel like we've given it a fair representation. I feel like we said enough, yeah. but we've not ruined it for people that want to yeah. go out there and play it. There's still loads to take away um, from the story. And, and yeah, I, honestly, like, if, I feel t- if you're somebody who w- loves story as well as gaming, then you're going to get a real good, good lick of the, this game. It's, it's amazing, man. So yeah, definitely. I don't know if, I'd, I, don't know if I want to go back and replay I don't know how ready I am for that. I don't know. Are you feeling like doing a platinum on this? So I've been I'm contemplating it so hard because I'm not I, I'm not too too far off on the trophies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know how it's gonna feel knowing the ending. Yeah. Like knowing knowing how your choices are. Like so, I'll literally be playing it for the platinum. Yeah. I'd have to yeah. kind of dismiss feeling like that emotion so yeah i'm i'm 50 50 about it yeah yeah i, I made sure that i got all of the safes though just because they got goodies yeah. in them i made sure that I, yeah. I, I searched for those that's yeah that's they're nice they're nice little clever ways of kind of getting i like the little clues yeah. that you have to follow I, yeah, I like little things like that in games and there's not too yeah, much so of I. it as well it's not too much and it wasn't they were like things that you're like oh my the first one i was a bit baffled for a while but they're like they're simple enough that you yeah. you get it and it gives you that Legend of Zelda. Oh, that's what you do. That moment yeah, that you yeah, feel that yeah, little yeah. achievement. That oh, I worked it out. I'm smart. All right, there's a little, there's a little hack for the saves that I'll share with you, yeah, the listener, and I'll share this with you as well, Midas. You can hear when you're on the right number. It's a little distinctive click, and I, I read that. I was like, really? Went back for well, I was checking the numbers. You can just hear a distinctive little click. So if you really, I like working it out because I think it's more fun. But if you really want to sit there and click through each combination and check, you can rattle through it and you hear a little click. But it sounds a little bit different when you're on the right number. There you go. Ain't no one got time for that. Unless it's, <laughs> unless, it's, unless it's a trophy for the platinum. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All yeah. right, then. I hear that. <laughs> right. Anyway, before we go, man, um, do you want to let us know where we should be looking for more of your content online? Yeah, man. Well, firstly, thank you for having me. Um, I am no Mr. Problem. Midas, the JRPG specialist. And you can see lots of my JRPG reviews on How to Kill an Hour's website. Um, my two favorites being Persona 5 Royal and Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Um, I also got my own YouTube channel where I basically do reactions, talk about games that I love. I just recently did a review for Ghost of Tsushima, and that is Mr. Midas Games. So, youtube.com, Mr. Midas Games. And also, I present a show on Jinx TV called WTF. So you can check that out on um, Sky TV on Fridays. We're coming back I think, in August or September. But you can watch old episodes on um, Jinx.tv. Wicked, wicked. All right, man. Well, yeah, we're How to Kill an Hour on all social medias. I'm Marcus Bronzy, M-A-R-C-U-S-B-R-O-N-Z-Y. Thank you for killing some time with us. There's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. We'll be killing some time with you in the next episode. In the meantime, stay blessed. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 